That was Honky Talk Man, if you guys couldn't figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for telling us, because I had no idea what you were playing. I was playing a uh, Honky Talk Man theme. This one's called Nonsense. <laughs> like the here, here it go. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a Junker product? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Eight told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 362 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, the scientific podcaster himself, the influencer, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. What's going on, dude? Man, I can't believe 2022 is pretty much done with. When listeners are hearing this, it'll be January 1st, so the start of a new year. Hopefully, it's better than the last couple years have been. I think it's going to be. But, wow, it's crazy how, not just how quickly December went, but this entire year seems like it's just flown by. It feels like it was just February and March and WrestleMania time just a couple months ago. Yeah, right? It's It's gone by so quickly and it's been fun. Lots of great figures this year. Um, great wrestling events. It's just, it's been a blast. And I think 2023 is going to be even better, dude. Yeah, it just felt like a couple months ago it was Halloween in October. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like that was a couple months ago. So did you get any cool Christmas gifts? Uh, let's see. You got me a stepbrother's blanket that is currently on the office couch. I got Taco Bell gift cards, which is incredible. Yep. A heavy metal poster. That was also from you. And thanks to the great Jason Wolf, a gobbledygooker Hasbro figure. A gobbledygooker figure that you didn't even know you needed until you got it. I knew I needed it. I've talked about needing many gobbledygooker figures in my life. But I did not know that I had a Hasbro come in my way, thanks to you. And I love it. It's right next to the TV in the office. So as I'm playing my baseball game, it's sitting right there staring me in the face, being all gobbledygookerish. And I love it, dude. It is so good. There is no articulation on it. And it's perfect. Isn't that the way you love it? I do. I really do. Like, it doesn't need it at all. It needs zero articulation. The look, everything about it, just it screams gobbledygooker, and I love it so much. I know. It's so awesome. It was funny, too, because when people were posting it on the Wolf's Chop Shop, all I could think was, like, that would be a perfect gift for Scott for Christmas. It would look great <laughs> as Detolf, and I need one, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give us two. Yeah, no, and <laughs> when I tell people every week, go check out what Jason Wolf is doing, like, this is why. This gobbledygooker figure, it's perfect. It is literally perfect. So go check out what that guy does with his custom Hasbros. It's just incredible. And that's not the only things he does. He does a lot of other custom Hasbros. He will do special customs as well. But Hasbros is his main specialty. So go check him out at the Wolf's Chop Shop. Yeah, for sure. If you need custom figures painted up, it, like if you just have an unpainted head or an unpainted body, 
he can take care of that for you, man. He just, he does incredible work. So huge shout out to the great Jason Wolf for sure. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts. Just head on over to Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can also tell your Alexa, Alexa, play Fully Posable podcast. Also, please rate review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Uh, Scott, you mentioned your Christmas gifts. I want to thank you for the Scott Hall Superstars figure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you mentioned you were having a hard time finding that one, so I was glad I was able to hook you up. I said, what do you need for Christmas, dude? And you literally gave me one idea. Yeah, you don't understand like how important it was that I got that. I was on the hunt. I didn't even know it was on Walmart. I kept seeing the Kevin Nash. I never saw Scott Hall. Yep, that's where I landed him. So I'm glad I could help you out with that one. Um, did you get anything else? Any other toys for Christmas that you want to tell us about? Yeah. Um, so I got a uh, autographed Brock Lesnar Ultimate Edition. Wow. Got it from a, a very good friend. I did not ever expect to get a Brock Lesnar autograph figure. Like, unless he did WrestleCon, I did not ever think I would have a Brock Lesnar autograph figure in my collection. This was a private signing. They were able to get it off eBay. That's awesome. Now, which Brock Lesnar Ultimate did you get signed? It's the most recent one. Okay. I I forget which series it was. But what was funny is they wanted to FaceTime with me. So the box I got... You know, it was it was a good sized box. It was well packed. So I get in, they FaceTimed with me, I popped it open, and it was just covered in bubble wrap. So I peel off the first layer of bubble wrap. There's more bubble wrap underneath. I was like, this thing is well packed. Whoever did this, I applaud you. I applaud you, kind sir. Yeah, that's how you pack a collectible. Finally, I get down to the main ultimate edition that's bubble wrapped, and I pick it up. I look at him and I go, This is an ultimate edition, like crap i have a ton of ultimate editions is <laughs> what are the odds that they're gonna pick the one that i don't have right so i peel back the top layer of the bubble wrap and it's brock lesnar from this most recent one i was like i don't think i have that one okay cool and for the record did you have that one already no i didn't perfect and so i was like oh cool i don't have this one so i can only see brock lesnar's head and up as i peel the rest of the bubble wrap away there in blue paint pen is Brock Lesnar's autograph. Paint pen, mind you. Blue paint pen. Blue paint pen. I lost my shit. I was like, whoa, holy crap. Like, I didn't want to touch it anymore. Like, I was like a kid at, like, you know, hands and pockets type store, that type of yeah. deal. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap. Like, they're like, do you like it? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, I've never thought I'd have a Brock Lesnar autograph. No, that's incredible, dude. Because, like, if you were to put on a list, say, the top five hardest autographs to get, possibly even the most valuable autographs to get from non-deceased wrestlers, you would have The Rock. Mm-hmm. You would probably have John Cena. Probably. He's done private signings as well, too. Uh, Undertaker. Yeah, that, yep. And Brock Lesnar. Correct. And I don't even know who number five would be. I can't even think of one right now. Like a wrestler who was alive that has massive status in wrestling 
that would be not only super valuable, but a very, very difficult autograph to obtain. I don't even know who number five would be, but Brock is absolutely on that list. And you just scored it, dude. This is quite a friend. I mean, not only to score you the Ultimate Edition Brock that you didn't have in your collection, but then to slap some blue paint pen autograph on there. That's amazing, dude. That is amazing. So the excitement of having an autograph Brock in your collection aside, how would you rate the signature? The signature's pretty good, but I think the most important thing is that I have a Brock Lesnar autograph. It did come with a JSA certified ticket. Oh, nice. So it is a certified autograph. And so it's completely certified. That is one of the coolest autographs to have in my collection because it just, it was one of those I never thought it would ever happen. For sure. That's like, like I said, that's up there with like Rock, Undertaker, unless you can shell out $400 for one of his signings. You know, John Cena. That's that's incredible, dude. What a gift. Wow. Oh, I know, dude. It shocked the hell out of me. That's crazy. So on a scale of like, Harley Race and Brutus Beefcake down to Velveteen Dream. Where would you put Brock Lesnar's signature? It's not Velveteen Dream. Good. It's middle of the road, I would say. Okay, got it. Yeah. Just curious, because I don't know that I've ever actually seen a Brock signature outside of the picture that you sent me. So was kind of curious to get your take. That was hella funny, dude, when I sent that over to you. I was all, um, dude. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. total shocker, because I'm like, Wait, Jeff's not just sending me a random picture of an autographed Brock figure. That's Jeff's counter that it's sitting on. <laughs> That's his kitchen counter. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, there was three words between us, and it was like, got the sentence ac- across, dude. <laughs> yeah, and all those words were like one syllable. Neither one of us could form sentences, dude. No, that was crazy to see. So, dude, congrats. That's That's a huge addition to the collection. Yeah, so anyways, it was a hell of a Christmas <laughs> gift. I thank them definitely from the bottom of my heart for that. So thank you very much. So. That's fantastic. Yep. All right, Scott, I'm going to go over some more house shows, house show that you and I have attended, but we also got something in from Tony M. I apologize if I pronounce your last name, Tag Tangi Tagni. He says, hey, guys, love the podcast. I know I've told you that before, but I was listening again this morning, and I wanted to tell you about my very first show I went to. It was a Saturday night's main event in Hartford, Connecticut, where Hogan took on Paul Orndorff in the steel cage. Nice. That was a great night. It had Macho Man Randy Savage versus George the Animal Steel, King Harley Race versus JYD. Adrian Adonis versus Roddy Piper and a host of more matches, but just wanted to let you know that was my first match I ever went to. Then I went to a few at the New Haven Coliseum in New Haven, Connecticut. That's awesome. Dude, what a first show to go to because honestly, that Hogan and Orndorff cage match is pretty iconic. In my opinion, anyway, it's very iconic. That's the one where the, the two feet touched at the same time on both guys. Yep. And they went to replay like... In in terms of Hogan title matches, the ones that jump to mind obviously are the match against or the match against Andre at WrestleMania three. But if you mention Hulk Hogan on Saturday Night's main event, I would guess a lot of people first match that jumps into their brain is Hogan versus Orndorff in the cage. That was a big yeah. deal. So what a first card to go to. That's incredible. Saturday Night's main events is your first show. That's pretty cool. No, that's awesome, dude. That is awesome. And I don't remember what other matches were on that Saturday Night's main event that actually made TV versus the show that he went to. So that's actually one I'd like to go back and watch. I haven't watched that match in a long time. So thank you to the listener for sending that in because I want to go back and watch that card now. 
Thank you so much, Tony. And actually, it's what's funny is I'm messaging Tony back right now. Oh, nice. Window. Right on. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> that's a lot of fun revisiting these. That's that's great. So I was going to do one more house show, and then we got to get into news. See if you remember this one, Scott. This one was kind of a spur of the moment thing that you and I went to at the Cow Palace, July 25th, 1996. This was our very next house show after the tag team extravaganza. Okay, pretty sure I do remember this. There was a substitution on this card. You are correct. Okay, yes, I do remember this. We went with, uh, did we go with Dobbs? Nope. It wasn't Dobbs. Nope, it was just you and me. Really? Why do I remember there were other people on the car? Maybe that was a different Cal Palace house show. There was another different uh, Cal Palace show. That was 1998 or 99, I think. Oh, you know what? I might actually be thinking of that one. Okay, let's hear this card. Okay. Included an in-ring promo by Jim Cornette and Davey Boy Smith in which they argued they signed Smith to face the ultimate warrior, not Psycho Sid. Ah, yes, that's right. Sid replaced Warrior. Justin Bradshaw pinned Bob Holly with the Lariat at 6 minutes and 33 seconds. WWF Tag Team Champions, the Smoking Guns, defeated Henry and Phineas Godwin, Marty Jannetty, and Leaf Cassidy. And Skip and Zip, in an elimination match, Henry pinned Cassidy with the Slop Drop at 4.54. The Godwins were counted out at 15.08. Bart pins Skip with a small package after switching places with Billy as Skip kissed Sonny on the ring apron. Interesting. What The Smoking Guns had quite a run in the WWF, didn't they? They did. Man, you'd almost think that we'd want to get them in the Mattel line. Uh, if they are available to... I'm sorry. <laughs> I think they'd make good elites, dude. You put the dusters as soft goods. They come with cowboy hats. Extra hands, of course. Boom, smoking guns. But unfortunately, Mr. Ass is not in the WWE, so there goes that idea. Uh, next up, Steve Austin pinned Savio Vega with a roll-up in a no-DQ match at 9.15. You don't remember any of these matches, do you? I do not. I remember a lot of these matches. I don't know why I remember house shows, because usually you're the one with the better brain. Like, my brain's dumb, dude. Well, it's when the mid-90s start to roll around. That's where things get really foggy for me. Like from, okay. from basically like the mid 90s to this moment, everything in between is really foggy. Got it. Yeah, that's old man brain right there. So yeah, when the mid 90s roll around, like all of these house shows, even the early 90s ones, some of those that you mentioned, I remember little bits and pieces, but very, very little of them do. But I do remember this card that Sid replaced Warrior. Owen Hart pinned Aldo Montoya, substituting for Jake Roberts, with a spin wheel kick at 4 minutes and 10 seconds. Another substitution. The Undertaker pinned Mankind with the chokeslam and Tombstone at 12.19. Man, I wish I remembered that. And I remember how disappointed you were in this. Yokozuna, substituting for WWF IC champion Ahmed Johnson, <laughs> pinned Goldust with the bonsai drop at 1 minute 9 seconds. Wow, Yoko pinned Goldust? With entrances and pre-match rituals that are pre-match shenanigans, which was Goldust arguing with a fan, they were out there for like maybe 12, 13, 14 minutes. <laughs> but in-ring was a minute. Uh, but in-ring was like a minute because Goldust <laughs> was like arguing with fans and he was doing his, you know, his strut and his, you know, the that type of deal. So this would have been after he lost the title to Ahmed Johnson. Correct. Okay, got it. So it makes sense that a sub would beat Goldust. Okay, got it. Mark Merrill pinned Hunter Hearst Helmsley with a roll-up at 5 minutes, 9 seconds after Sable slapped Helmsley from the apron. 5 minutes? Wow. 
Yeah. Psycho Sid substituting for the Ultimate Warrior. And this is where Ultimate Warrior said his dad passed away or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I guess on the uh, where they buried the Ultimate Warrior, that DVD, they basically just said, like, he wasn't even close with his dad or something. Right. Now, what was the date of this card again? July 25th, 1996. 5,466 fans. Got it. Okay. Uh, Psycho Sid substituting for the Ultimate Warrior pin Davy Boy Smith at three minutes forty eight seconds with the power bomb, despite interference from Owen Hart. Dude, what is up with these short matches? Yeah, the tag team extravaganza match got the longest. I know, right? <laughs> WWF World Champion Shawn Michaels pinned Vader with the super kick at six minutes and fifty nine seconds. What the hell? Six minutes? That was the main event. They were having Shawn and Vader on the house show loop to kind of get them ready for SummerSlam. Yeah, but God, six minutes. I think their SummerSlam match was at least 15. So anyways, I thought I would read that this week. Uh, Tony, thank you for sending in your first show. I mean, that's crazy. It was a Saturday night's main event. I can't get over that. Well, specifically that one. Man, that's awesome. Congrats, Tony. That's, That's a hell of a first card. All right, Scott, are you ready for news? Yeah, let's talk about it. Starting lineups. NFL is going to be available here shortly. This came in from profootballtalk.nbcsports.com. NFL starting lineup figures to return in 2023. Hasbro has announced that starting in 2023, the starting lineup collection of NFL figures will return. Thanks to deals with the league, the NFL Players Association, and Fanatics. The starting lineup figures were produced from 1988 through 2000. I wonder how many players playing today weren't even alive when the starting lineup brand ceased to exist. I'm sure quite a few, dude. Well, let's see. If it ended in 2000, put you at 22. I mean, they'd have to be really young. Yeah. But even for them to have a memory of the starting lineup brand, I wonder how many of current day players actually remember that brand at all. This one was from the NFLPA. Today, Hasbro Inc. has announced its new licensing agreement with the National Football League and National Football League Players Association as part of the relaunch of the iconic sports collectibles brand starting lineup. Sports fans and collectors will now have the opportunity to add the biggest names in the NFL to their collection. Pre-orders will open in 2023 exclusively on Hasbro Pulse and across the Fanatics Network of online sites, including NFLshop.com. Hmm. Well, they said that about the basketball brand too, but then that branched out to other, like BBTS has the basketball figures. So I would imagine if sales aren't super great, they're going to branch out. Yeah, BBTS has the uh, the basketball figures currently. Oh, okay, okay. So I've got to figure out who's going to be the first eight. Well, you know Josh Allen is going to be there. You know Mahomes is going to be there. They're probably going to have to make Tom Brady. Yeah, but, like, do you keep making all these quarterbacks? Of course. Of course. Yeah, for sure. you got to have a cowboy in there, and right now the biggest cowboy is Micah Parsons. I don't even know who that is. Defensive line guy. He's a, he's a beast. Well, you need, then you, yeah, you need a defensive guy in there, so there you go. Um, Let me see. So that's four. Uh, you got to have Justin Jefferson. Oh, the Vikings guy? Yeah, he's he's another beast. Okay, there's your wide receiver. You need a running back. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Yep, you get your Niner in there. Although I don't know how you don't go Kittle or Bosa. Okay, so that's six right there. So you need two more, two more studs. You watch way more football than I do because I watch none. Uh, You go another wide receiver. You could go Cooper Cup. 
Yeah, but the Rams yeah. suck this year. Well, yeah, the Rams suck, but Cooper Cup is a... Is he having a good season? He was until he got injured. Oh, <laughs> well. Him and Justin him and Justin Jefferson were, like, battling out for top wide receiver until he got hurt. All right, let's move over to Boss Fight Studios. Tonight, just before we hit the record button, they announced that MLW pre-orders will go up January 9th. BossFightShop.com. Yeah, no announcement on names, but you've got to figure, I'm hoping the Von Erichs. It'd be great yeah. to see Von Erickson figure form again. So Davy Richards. Yeah, Davy. That's a hell of a uh, starting four, right? Yep. Davy Richards, Fatu, and then the two Von Erichs. That would be incredible. Okay. I pulled a bunch of questions. The message boards were fire this week, man. Oh, really? So I pulled some questions. Did everybody preface their question with, great question here? <laughs> there are no questions from CTM. Darn it. The first question comes in from... Odinson, Odinson, he said, if both are still under a deal, how likely is a Harlem Heat Elite or Ultimate Edition tag set, white slash silver or purple, would really make for some great figures? I dropped that last week. You did. Steve said, I'm sure they'll come around again, pending being available, of course. Vintage Steve. How's that? <laughs> HTTP02. By the way, why do people like that guy? I really don't know. I don't get it. No, trolls need to stay under the bridge. I'm trying to keep him at bay this week. He's annoying. He really is. HTTP02 said, Is there already plans in place for what's going to replace the Ruthless Aggression series? And if so, is it already known who will be in the first series? Good question. S Steve said yes. The entire first year of that new line is planned out with work already underway on the first waves. Some ideas for year two and beyond are already penciled in. Nice. Tanay D3X said, Happy holidays, Steve and everybody else in the forum. What about me? I to stay away. <laughs> Keep that mofo at bay. Being in, the, <laughs> being in the spirit of it all, what are the chances of us ever getting the Mick Foley Santa Claus? Steve said, happy holidays to you too. We came close to a Santa Foley fig a time or two, but I do hope we can make this happen one day. I think that would be a cool one. That'd be one a lot of people would pick up just to have as a Christmas decoration around the house. Exactly. You time it perfectly for the holidays. It'd be perfect. Totally. Next question comes in from Bigger, Better, Batter. I love me some batter. Every single time I read this, dude. Batter is delicious. Cookie batter, cake batter. Brownie batter, it. even pancake batter. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I, I want all the batters. Mm -hmm. Batter right. up. Steve, I can't believe I haven't thought of this before, but is there even a slight chance we'd ever get a Fuji Vice 2-pack of Morocco and Mr. Fuji? I pulled this just for you, Scott. I <laughs> Okay, this guy's speaking my language. Bigger, batter, better. Wait, bigger, better, batter. Sorry said, I want this so bad, I might even try to make a custom. Well, hit up Wolf's Chop Shop. There you go. Steve said, it's very unlikely as a two-pack. Maybe we can sneak in some accessories if we ever get Fuji and also do Morocco again. It is kind of a deep dive. I will give Mattel that. So that would give them reason for pause, most likely. But dude, the hardcores, like bigger, badder, better, better, badder. Bigger, bigger, bat, batter, better, big. Wait, triple B. Triple B is on to something there. 
And I think that that one would have a big time following. A lot of people would buy that set if they did a two-pack, even individually. But look, it's going to be the first Mr. Fuji. So it's going to get got regardless, right? But if it was Fuji Vice, that would definitely sweeten the pot. Nobody would buy Get out of here. Hey, get out of here. Beat it. Classic Retros 23 said, Harley Race now very likely for Ultimate Edition Coliseum line? Question mark. Ooh. I know. He coming with the heavy questions. Steve said, I'd really like that to happen, but we'll have to see how things pan out. I can't guarantee anything. It's like tailor-made for the Coliseum line. Why wouldn't Harley be in there? Oh, 100%, dude, because then you could do the jacket and the soft goods, right? Yep, because the, the LJN Harley did not have a robe like the one that came out that was the unicorn figure. It had a jacket on and also came with the crown. So yep. I'm thinking a soft goods jacket with the crown just to get that love letter to LJN. I think it would be perfect. You could even do it in a two-pack with Bobby Heenan. You could do it in a two-pack with Paul Orndorff. Anybody that's in basically the Heenan family, you could do a two-pack with Harley. And it would be perfect. Dude, you could even do a King Duggan if you wanted to. You do a regular hacksaw, but then you put some King accessories in. And I know, I know that's not what the LJN was. But Duggan was a King at one point. Or you could do Macho Man from his LJN look and then throw in some King accessories in there with him. So it would be like a two Kings set. See, Steve doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, get out of here right now. I I need to get through this news segment, you jerk. Hide his keyboard. I know. A keyboard warrior is nothing without his keyboard. I am everything. (laughs) J-Man said, hey, Steve. Is getting correcting sizing on titles like the WCW United States Championship, the Classic IC Championship, and the WWE Undisputed Championship from 2002 something you could eventually see happening? I feel all three of those are a bit oversized. P.S. Thank you for getting us the correct size on the WWE Women's Championship. This is a good question. They have to have the correct (laughs) sizing. This guy. He's like as more annoying than my kittens. I swear to God. He loves his keyboard. Steve said, it's not a high priority, to be honest, unless those tools hit the point of needing replacement. We will prioritize using our tooling dollars for new parts and belts. Classic Retros 23 said, hey, Steve, with so many questions as to who is available, what about posting a list of legends that are currently signed so anyone can reference it before asking a question? Yeah. You can update whenever there is a major announcement like Steiner Brothers Just a Thought. Steve said, no can do. The list is provided to us by licensor and is confidential. Ooh. It, it probably caused more harm than good to be public as well, as there be no context, contract end dates, any specific agreements or discussions per talent, etc. It'd be a free-for-all of fantasy booking lineups and self-imposed expectations potentially not being met. There's also competition out there. Mm, yes, there is. So that's an excellent question and an excellent answer. Good job, Steve. Yeah, no, he's right. There is a lot of competition. It seems like there's a new company popping up every single day. I think one just popped up right now, if I'm not mistaken. Three. Yeah, three did. (laughs) Next question comes in from The Solution. Solution to what? I'm not quite sure. What is he the solution to? I need to know this. Scott, you were like the stuff back in the day. That was your AOL screen name, I think. (laughs) I was not called the stuff. I thought you were the stuff, like buff the stuff or something. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible screen name. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, yeah? What's your screen name? Don't even ask, you jerk. All right. <laughs> Solution asked, hey, Steve, at this point, we all know that you can only execute superstars who have a specific merch deal with WWE that includes figures. So hopefully, while that is the process, people will stop asking about certain people as we won't get them until they are announced for a line. However, that seems to be the process that was in place for the prior regime. We know that the prior licensor was able to sign people individually for the classic superstars line. In fact, it seems that is kind of how the Legends deal started for WWE. Question one, have you slash Mattel ever discussed with the new regime the possibility of Mattel being able to sign Legends individually just for figures? Question two, has there ever been a time where the team has really wanted to include someone in the line and really pushed for it with WWE, but they didn't give the go-ahead. We don't need any specific names, he said. Thanks for all you do, Steve. Looking forward to next year, and even though this was a Legends-based question, my biggest concern is figures of new talent that haven't had figures yet to have the most complete, up-to-date Raw, SmackDown, NXT rosters for my fig feds. Have a great New Year's. That is a fantastic question because that's a question that's been on everybody's mind. Yeah, he brought it with that one. Steve said, I've explored every scenario you could possibly think of to make continual progress. That's why we are in such a good place with things now compared to just a few years ago. I think that's sometimes missed since it's not a continuous huge flood of all new first time legends. I think the key really had been collaborating and looking for opportunities together and then fully maximizing those opportunities and signings. I've received no's plenty of times as there are obviously many players involved with varying opinions and agendas, but persistence and reapproaching at the right moments has eventually gotten me to the finish line on everything. I'd say there was only one hurdle I haven't been able to overcome from an available Legends talent standpoint. You can probably guess who if you've paid attention over the past few years. That was due to two different parties who are no longer involved. I tried again after they had left, but her contract was running out at that point. So that ship had unfortunately sailed for the time being. And we will keep cranking out first time in the line modern roster figs. There's no guarantee absolutely everyone can be made, but if they stick around long enough, it becomes a pretty safe bet that they'll get figures. Happy holidays and happy new year. So once again, if we have the rights to do them, and again, we've said it before on this show too, that if anybody's going to get this done, it's going to be Steve. Kind of interesting how he had pushed for basically everyone and has gotten mostly everyone. Yeah. Well, he mentioned that Harley race was kind of done and then kind of socked aside. Yeah. And he saw it and was like, this needs to happen. And it did. Not everybody was able to get their hands on it, but thankfully it's coming back. Next question came in from Glass Onion. Happy holidays, Steve. I was hoping you could answer something of a history question for me. As I understand it, when Retro's first hit retail, the first two waves were released as Walmart exclusives. Putting aside the well-documented distribution issues that the line encountered, what was the catalyst that caused the line to go to all retailers for Series 3 and beyond? Was that a specific agreement signed at the beginning of the line? If not, is that the retailer or Mattel's decision when it comes to ending exclusive rights to a line? 
That decision was made before I joined the team, so I'm not sure how those specific conversations went. Decisions like that could be from the retailer or the toy company. Sometimes things go first to market at one retailer and then go wide after a season or two. Other times, retailers have an exclusive line and may want to move on to something fresh, in which case the toy company may open up a line more widely if they think it still has legs. Retro seemingly had legs at the time, but Toys R Us going under and some other mostly known issues caused that run of retros to die. Well, I can say I'm happy they're back. I think we are all happy that they're back. For sure. And I definitely like the way they're doing it now. And we had talked about that too. There needs to be a platform where they're available online in mass and not huge distribution. And I think so far it's been great. A couple more questions, so stick with me. But as I said, the Figs message boards was fire this week with some great, great questions. When are you getting to mine? <laughs> Sit down, you clown. Get your spray bottle out. Million dollar ideas. Anyways, the assassin said... Well, wait, we had the solution and the assassin. Okay. Is this, uh, let's see, the assassin. I bet he's wearing a mask. The solution versus the assassin. Hell of a jobber card right there. (laughs) Happy Christmas, Steve. Thanks for all your hard work, engagement, and passion for wrestling figures. Is it true that Mattel are not contractually allowed to make any classic unmasked Rey Mysterio Jr. figures from his filthy animal days? Also, who are the most obscure legends on your personal wish list? Purely as a fan, mine are probably the Yeti, Ralphus, Kimberly Page, and the Wall. Steve said, I've never heard of that. I think doing figs from that era would just come down to some discussion and the right timing. Steve also added, way too many to name, but off the top of my head, I'd love to have figures of Oz, The Who, Black Scorpion, awesome, Black Blood, uh, another awesome, The Executioner, and of course... The gobbledygooker. There it is. And last question comes in from Nosebleed Collectibles. He said, would you consider a tribute line for the WCW original San Francisco toy maker figures, sort of like the Coliseum Collection does for the LJN figures? I think it would be a good way to incorporate more WCW figures. Steve said, yes, of course, I would and have already considered this. Maybe there will be an opportunity one day. So that rounds out all the questions I pulled from the Wrestling Figs message boards. Great question this week, you guys. You guys really brought it with some hard-hitting questions with Steve. Yeah, those were all really good. I'm glad you pulled those. (gasps) Scott, we do have Elite number 69. Uh, (sighs) Nice. Snoogans. Coming up next in the nostalgia segment. Are you ready? I'm ready. get into WWE Elite Series 69, we want everybody to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, you can find almost every wrestling figure ever made over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. But for this week, what we want you guys to do is head on over to the WWE Main Elite Line section. Go to 51 to 100. Click the Series button. That's just a little bit below. Click on number 69 and follow along as Scott reads off this list. So again, that's all over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. While you're over there, also tap that donate button and kick a little money back to Dylan for putting together a great, useful tool for all of us wrestling figure collectors. So again, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. 
Scott, WWE Elite Series 69 had a ton of figures in this. There were a lot, dude. Yeah, this was a big series. To celebrate such a big number, I thought that they did well by encompassing a lot of figures for us. <laughs> yes. Was that by design? They're like, guys, we have number 69 coming up, and everybody in the room went, <laughs> nice. And they were like, we should just go all out and put hella figures in this one. So what you got for Elite 69? Yes, sir. Mattel WWE Elite Series 69 consisted of Ali. He was your chase in this series. Ali was in yellow gear on the regular ver- version of Ali. Came with a vest and mask accessory. The chase version of Ali was in his red gear. Bobby Lashley came with a tire, vest, sledgehammer, hat, and headband accessory. That's In, in California, we'd call that hella accessories. Next up, Liv Morgan. She was your Target exclusive. Came with a side table, a plant, and a spray bottle. Was the plant Mitch? No, I think we joked around that it was Mitch. I forget. There was an episode of Raw where she had a plant or something. I don't know. Got it. Okay. That was the that was the Vince McMahon years. I tend to not pay attention to those years. <laughs> We've glossed over those. We have. Next up, Rey Mysterio. He was in green, light green, teal gear. It's a version of green. And he came with a Polly Pocket style shirt and figure stand. Next up, Ricochet, badass figure, came with an instrance jacket. Sonya Deville, she was in yellow and black gear, came with a hooded entrance jacket, and she was also, like Liv Morgan, a Target exclusive. The Miz, he was in red gear with entrance jacket, headband, and glasses. This would have been his WrestleMania. 34, 34 look i believe jeff i think it was 34 yeah yeah we had the triple threat with finn and seth yes got it next up the rock he was your walmart exclusive came with a layeth the smackdown or layeth the smacketh down soft good shirt mike and shades so in this series like you said big series jeff lots of figures we have two target exclusives and a walmart exclusive in addition to a chase in the Ali figure. And finally, to round out Elite Series 69, Tommaso Ciampa was in soft good camo pants, came with a green crutch accessory, and Jeff, that rounds out Elite Series 69. I don't know why they went all out, and they may have talked about it on the Wrestling Figures message boards of why they went all out for this series. I mean, I understand that it's an important number. It's a very important number, yes. But... It's the most important number that isn't like a divisible by five or something. Right. A nice round number. Yes. Or divisible by two. It's a nice, good, solid number. It is. It really is. They. It's almost like they fit right on top of each other. If you were to put them side by side, you could smush them together and yep. one would fit on top of the other. So favorite figure in this? Oh, dude. Um, Man, there's two. Okay. I have two favorites. I don't know how to pick one over the other. So I'm just going to go Miz. Okay. Is my favorite. But it's him and Ricochet. I love that Ricochet figure, dude. It is so good. There's, I don't think that there's a bad figure in this assortment, really. Mm-hmm. I like the entire series. But if I had to pick one, I think I'm going to go Miz. Because it really captured that. In fact, after WrestleMania 34, we did the whole, okay, who do you want to see in their entrance gear? And Miz was, I think, on both of our lists. And right. they absolutely knocked that figure out of the park. So I think I'm going Miz on this one. I love the Miz. I think the gear is fantastic. I also love the Mustafa Ali. 
It is very good, dude. And the fact that they captured that mask. Yeah. And that item that goes in the middle of the palm that's on the glove. Right. I thought th- I thought that was fantastic. Great series. I'm curious why there were so many exclusives. They- yeah, two Target cuz normally there was one exclusive per series and it was right. either Walmart or Target. In this one, they gave us three exclusives plus a chase with two Targets and one Walmart. So, yeah, it was like guys, number 69's here. We're going to go all out. <laughs> All right, we do have some eBay prices to go over. We'll start with Mustafa Ali. I pulled the variant and the regular version. Regular version, last sold eBay listing, was December 8th for $29.99 on a Buy It Now. The variant sold December 26th for $35 on a Buy It Now. Bobby Lashley with all those accessories. I'm not going to read them all off. Last sold eBay listing was today for $20 on one bid. Liv Morgan, the Target exclusive with the plant spray paint can table. Last sold eBay listing was December 26th for $50 on a buy it now. Damn. Okay. This series did pretty well in the secondary market. Rey Mysterio with that green teal, light green gear. Stand to hold him in the ring like he was jumping. Last sold eBay listing was December 4th for $43.96. Ricochet, last sold eBay listing, was December 26th for $31.47 on a buy it now. Target exclusive Sonya Deville, last sold eBay listing, was December 27th for $34.99 on one bid. Miz, with the red gear, red entrance jacket, gold glasses, headband, last sold eBay listing, was December 17th for $44.99. Oh, man. for that, You know what, though? That's the badass Miz. It is really good. Tommaso Ciampa with the green crutch last sold eBay listing was December 4th for $59.99. Man, that series did garner a lot of money. It did. And The Rock. That was the Walmart exclusive. Leia Smack It Down cloth shirt. Glasses Mike. Last sold eBay listing sold on October 29th. Seller wanted $14.99, but he accepted $14. Man, but you know what, though? That rock was pretty easy to find. It was. It was an exclusive, but it was pretty plenty. I I saw him on multiple occasions at multiple Walmarts. I'm still laughing that the seller accepted $14 even, but he wanted (laughs) $14.99. So the buyer saved himself a whole 99 cents. You know what you can still get with 99 cents is an Arizona iced tea. So good job, buyer. You can enjoy your rock figure with an Arizona iced tea. Not really. Not in California, dude. No, they're still, it's printed on the can. They're 99 cents. Yeah, but in California, after all those CRV fees and everything. Ah, uh, like, good point. Yes. So he had to like, kick in a little extra cash. You're right. Yeah, it's like $14.99. <laughs> yeah, but by the time you're done paying for it, yes, you're right. Yeah, you you can you can get a rock figure for that. Yeah. <laughs> good point. <laughs> and that rounds out WWE Elite Series 69. And it is time for the prediction and top 10 show. This is our, how many annuals? Uh, Well, we started in 2016, but we didn't do obviously a year end, but I believe we did one at the end of 16. So gosh, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, our seventh. What I did is I went and pulled our predictions from last year and I will read them off this year to see how many we got correct. Are you ready, Scott? No, I don't have a good feeling about this at all. Okay, well, we shouldn't. (laughs) Great. All right, 
first prediction, I said we will not have any more retro style figure makers. <laughs> Oops. Um, at the time, Zombie, Mattel, Cella, and I forget who else. I think those were the main ones that were coming out. So I don't think any more came into the game. I think, oh, wait, Rush Collectibles. Did they come in this year or last year? I thought they were this year. They were this year? Okay, so Rush Collectibles came into the game. I think that's it. So I was This year? Hastel, Sean Ng with the, I think it's the KWK Collectibles. That's right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. I was wrong, so. <laughs> Did you make a shitty flute song just for being wrong? That's the uh, Price is Right, You Failed theme. <laughs> You've played better. I think we're going to be hearing that a lot. <laughs> oh, no. Scott said MLW will be in scale with Mattel and Jax is going to produce them. Oops. I mentioned on the show last year that the rumor was Boss Fight Studios was going to get them. That rumor came true. I could get half of mine right still. We'll see. You you get a half correct. So you don't get the shitty flute prices right theme. (laughs) Yay. I said a few companies will drop out of the wrestling figure game. And as far as I know, nobody's really dropped out. Nobody has dropped out. Super 7 still making figures. Storm Collectibles still making figures. failed <laughs> scott said last year on the show funko is going to make aew pops <laughs> i said we will find out more about greg Ganya's wrestling figure ventures here in the coming months oh you got one right no shitty flute for me there <laughs> scott said the next mattel crowdsource is going to be the raw is war stage it will come with an ultimate Bart gun, and then you put just kidding. But you did say the Raw's War stage is coming, and it will come with an ultimate edition Mike Tyson or ultimate Vince and Shane. Well, we don't know yet. I I wouldn't call that a. We haven't had an announcement yet. Oh. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't happen in 2022. So you get shitty flute. <laughs> come on, Mattel. You made me look bad on that one. There should have been an announcement. Damn it. I said. We are thinking too small for the next Mattel creations. It's going to be something that surprises us in a way we were never thinking. So we didn't even get it. Technically, we did get a Mattel creations thing like as ultimate editions because we got Cody. So we did get stuff, but we did get a ring. That's going to be January 4th with the cane. But that was originally. Yeah, but that's different though. That's not the whole crowdfund project. You know what I mean? Got to X that one out. Yeah. You said Super 7 will not make any New Japan figures in 2022. However, Storm will make a Shibata and Kota Ibushi. Damn it. I should have left it alone. Yeah, you just kept digging yourself a hole, right? (laughs) I said Jazzwares will come out with a legendary tag team. That did not happen. You guys are probably sick of shitty flutes. uh, Price is right, shitty theme, so... (laughs) Scott said, Chella or Zombie in the retro line will give us a Bad News Brown and or Slick. Uh, Didn't we get both? We got both. So you were like 100% correct on that. Boom. So good job on that one, Scotty. Thank you. I said, FTC will shock us with a huge signing. They did show, and I can't remember when this was, but they did show some Midnight Express renderings. Was that last year or this year? I thought it was this year. Okay. That's a huge signing. That is a huge signing. We've been clamoring for Midnight's for years. So we haven't gotten those figures yet, but... Well, yeah. 
but there's a lot of companies that are basically doing pre-orders on figures and you don't see them for a long time. Understandable, production has to happen. So, hey, that's that's a solid one, dude. I think I would uh, score that one for you. You said Jazzers will give us more playsets. There will be backstage arenas. We will also be getting figures out of Hook and the Briscoes. So I'm not gonna call. I'm gonna call that one a wait and see. Well, aren't they doing an announcer's like an announcer's desk? Correct. Okay, and we are getting figures of Hook. I don't think we, we got them in 22 though. No, I think those are just renderings. Okay, got it. They do have the ROH line, so I'm gonna hold out that the Briscoes are coming. It didn't happen in 2022, but I'm going to not say that one's a loss. Okay. I said we will get a Nikita Koloff figure in 2022, so I was wrong on that one. Darn it. I wish you were right. You said Shotzi in the Tank will be released in 2022 and will be an RSC exclusive. Oops. Well, we got uh, Shotzi. We did get Shotzi, and it was a great-looking figure, but we did not get the Tank, unfortunately. Damn it. I also said Super 7 is done making New Japan figures, but doesn't mean the end of New Japan figures in 2022. I was wrong on that. Has Super 7 even announced anything on the NJPW line? No, nothing. Safe to assume it's done, right? Uh, Correct. I think that's kind of run its course. Yeah, so instead of an announcement, they just let it die and on to the next one. And Scott's last prediction from last year, he said the new WWE game will not suck. I heard good things. I'm surprised you never got it because you were all about those games. I was. And then I got MLB The Show and all other games got pushed to the curb. Life ceased to exist right there. Then it was just all (laughs) about that. Yeah, totally. I mean, look, if I find the game for like 15 bucks, I'll probably pick it up because I did hear good things about it. So I think I got that one right. And my last prediction from last year, we will get Legion of Doom figures from Storm. Damn it. We did get Legion of Doom figures, but I called the wrong company. Yeah, we got it from Asylum. They will be coming from Asylum, so... Well, you were kind of right. We did get Road Warriors figures, finally. Also, I apologize to JT. He had his predictions from last year. I couldn't find them, so I owe him an apology. We did get predictions from Bevan Boychuk, and I said I would keep them. Bevan said, hopefully this makes it in time for the prediction show. This was written back on December 28th of last year. And hopefully they are a little less safe in order to meet Jeff's need for danger. (laughs) He said, said, number one, either Zombie, Sailor, or Chella Toys announces Glacier. Hmm. I don't think we've gotten a Glacier announcement. We haven't. I don't think we have. He said, number two, Figures Toy Company announces Disco Inferno to team up with Alex Wright. Oh, that would have been so cool. And number three, Mattel shows off a new Bret Hart head scan that is somehow worse than all the others. Uh, they did show off his Ultimate Edition. Doesn't he have like six head or something going on? Yeah, so I think Bevan kind of got that one. <laughs> yeah, way to go, Bevan. <clears throat> way to jinx it, dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so those were all of our predictions from last year. Scott, I'm going to have you go with your first prediction. Okay, I'm actually going to echo one from JT that he threw out last week. And it's with Storm Collectibles that they are going to give us a great Muda figure. And I'm only saying this because they've now done Jushin Liger and Minoru Suzuki. And with Muda's retirement match coming up within like the next week against Shinsuke, it makes a lot of sense that we're going to get a Muda figure because of his retirement. So I'm going to go on record. 2023 is going to, well, we'll get an announcement. We may not get the figure, but I'm saying Storm Collectibles is going to announce a great Muda figure. 
and we're going to get a bunch of versions of Muda like we got a bunch of versions of Liger. Okay, my first prediction, Dynamite Kid will not be signed by Mattel. Damn it. I don't I don't like that, Jeff. However, Barbarian will be to go with Warlord. Okay, I can accept this. <laughs> I can accept this. If I only have to live with one incomplete tag team, I can do that. What's your next prediction? Mattel at San Diego Comic-Con is going to announce the return of the Von Erichs. Okay, reason being behind that? They're bringing back the, um, what do they call it? The classics or the rewinds, whatever they're calling the re-releases. Like okay. the set that had Jake and Bigelow in it, the Rey Mysterio. I think that they're going to bring the Von Erichs back and we're going to get a series that has Texas Tornado, Carrie Von Erich, and Kevin Von Erich. I wouldn't even be mad if they did like David, if they did Mike. Okay. I think that'd be awesome, dude. Even You know what? Give us Fritz too. Why not? That's a deep dive, but I don't hate it. I don't, dude, I don't know, man. I think the Von Erichs have a pretty big following. I think a lot of people would clamor for those, especially the ones that missed out way back when. All right, my next prediction. I said a Monday Nitro Ultimate Ring will be made, but it won't be the stage that was shown at Access this year. It will just be the ring, so similar to the Raw's War with Kane. I like it. All right, what's yours? So, wait, that's going to be the Mattel creation. Uh, it'll either be Mattel creation or ringside exclusive. It'll be one of the two. Okay. So you're not giving us a Mattel creation prediction here. You're just saying it's going to be an exclusive somewhere. Correct. We're going to be getting a nitro ring. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to call out the next SDCC. Oh, you're calling it out right here. I am. Okay. It's not going to top last year. I think last year jumped the shark with the exclusives. I don't know that you can top the no holds barred set. Okay. Now, granted, I didn't think you could top the slim Jim macho man. Right, but I really don't think that there's a way to top No Holds Barred. Okay. I'm going Ultimate Gobbledygooker. <laughs> What's wrong with that, dude? Gobbledygooker Ultimate? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely a Gobbledygooker Ultimate. Yes. Dude, it's going to come with three heads and they're all going to be the same, man. And? All right, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate Edition Gobbledygooker. All right, that's what you're going with, huh? Well, because we can't do a Coliseum collection because he wasn't in the LJN line. All right, all right. I hope that does come true. I know it's not going to, but uh, that's a bold prediction. We'll see. Okay, so I have a plan B for that one because <laughs> I had to. That's really that like that's that's going on like danger territory, like Bevan spoke of and you're a fan of. So my plan B for SDCC is a Coliseum collection, Jimmy Hart and the Honky Tonk Man. Not bad. Not bad. Thank you. Now, granted, we do have a Honky Tonk Man that's pretty close to the LJN. That was the RetroFest Honky. Okay. But we haven't had that. RetroFest was like, what, 2018? Yes. So it's been a while since we've had a, a Honky Tonk in a soft goods jumpsuit. So that would be my plan B. If we're not going to get Gobbledygooker, and you heard Steve himself had it on his wish list. If it's not Gobbledygooker, I'm saying Coliseum Collection, Jimmy Hart, and Honky Tonk Man. And, and, one more catch to that. Okay. Jimmy Hart will have Peggy Sue accessories. Peggy Sue beside him. Uh, something in the back. Do your town in my pink Cadillac. I'm just the... Where's Shitty Flute? Thank you. <laughs> that was Honky Talk Man, if you guys couldn't figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for telling us, because I had no idea what you were playing. I was playing a Honky Talk Man theme. This one's called Nonsense. Like the here, here, go. <laughs> All right, my next one. Mattel will get the rights to do another celebrity with a wrestling crossover. And that would be? I couldn't figure one out. 
Ultimate Edition Pete Rose. See, they've got to do a two-pack of Pete Rose and Kane. No, you can do Pete Rose in his announcer gear, like ring announcer gear. But uh-huh. because it's an Ultimate Edition, you can put a soft goods San Diego chicken suit. Uh, copyright, copyright. I don't know, is it? I don't know who owns the right. I, I don't even see the San Diego chicken anymore. Uh, copyright. Somebody's got to own that. Okay. So just put a yellow chicken suit in there. Correct. Yeah. And everybody would get that, dude. But there will be another celebrity wrestling crossover. We'll see who that is. Okay. Go for it. Uh, Mattel Creations. Will, since they didn't give us an announcement in 22, we will get an announcement in 2023. It's going to be the early to mid-90s WCW ring. And it's going to come with three figures. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and Mr. T. Okay. I don't know if Mr. T would be in there, but I... I kind of like where you're going with that. Well, because Mr. T was in that match against Flair, right? He was. Wasn't he like referee or something? Or something like that. And Shaq was at ringside with them. And it was a whole, it was like a party. Ain't no party like a Shaq party. Right. Was that, was that Bash at the Beach? I thought so. 95? 94. 94? Yes. Got it. So that's my call for the next Mattel Creations ring. And I'm sure it'll have bells and whistles and different ring skirts that you can use. But those are my three figures that I'm calling is Miss because they can't probably do Shaq. So I'm saying Mr. T, Hogan, and Flair. Okay. I'm going to move over to Jazzwares. I think that they're going to start giving us a lot of ROH guys. I don't think there will be an ROH line, but they will start producing a lot of ROH figures for us. I love that idea because then my Briscoe's prediction could come true. Yes. We haven't had Briscoe's since Figures Toy Company did the ROH line a few years ago. So that would be fantastic. I would love that. All right. What's your next one? Power Town's going to get the Road Warriors. Oh, we have to see what their contract is with Asylum. Well, the Asylum deal is Remco style figures. And if that still holds true from what Chris told us a few years ago, where it basically goes in with scale and Power Town is on the six inch Mattel scale, I'm going to say that Power Town is going to land the Road Warriors. Unless Mattel can really swing for the fences here and land them, I see Power Town getting the Road Warriors. Well, don't forget. Powertown also is doing the AWA style figures. Uh, yes. Or Remco style figures. Right. But with Asylum holding those, I don't think that they could, but I could see them doing the standard Mattel size road warriors. I just don't okay. know. Or I just don't know what Mattel is going to get them back, dude. I really don't see it happening. They've been a hot commodity for a long time. And the fact that nobody's making them outside of Asylum with the Remco style, it's, it's baffling to me. Like we need road warriors figures again. And this is prime opportunity for Powertown to jump in and grab them. All right. Series two of Powertown will generate a lot of buzz with not only the names, but accessories with the figures. You're being vague. You're, you're, see, you're not living dangerously here, dude. Like, I know, I know. I'm just... You're trying to hit singles and you ripped me for this a few years ago. And I was like, we're going to get a Dexter Loomis basic. You're trying to hit singles right out of the gate, and we're deep into this segment, dude. Come on, give us names. I'm the Tony Gwynn of uh, of this prediction show. You think they give us a Kurt Henning? Yeah. See, the funny thing is, I've been trying to rack my brain regarding names. It would be great if we got Larry and Kurt and a Larry Zabisco. I can't think of any names that would really cause people to go, "Oh, holy crap!" You know that type of thing. Kurt Henning, Rick Martel. Oh. What if okay. they could get the AWA title, dude? I, I, ooh, wait, who owns the rights to those? I don't know, but we've never gotten AWA titles from Mattel. And we're getting the NWA US title. 
And Greg Gagne is involved in this. So I don't know who owns the AWA title belts or the okay. likeness to that. But if they can get that and give us Martell, dude, they could give us Bockwinkle. I mean, yeah, okay, Bockwinkle isn't going to move the needle so much. But I mean, Rick Martell and Kurt Henning, those are two very strong names that you could put in Series 2 to really make people jump and notice. And then you start putting in names behind that, like Zabisco and Bockwinkle, then you're on to something. Like what you're doing there. Thank you. Ooh, what about Bad Company? Uh, would Bad Company f- generate funds? Um, I don't know. You know what? I think Bad Company would be cool in their tag team series. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I think Bad Company would be awesome with that because then you hit us with those mid to late 80s tag teams that they had. That'd be pretty sweet, dude. All right, what's your next one? I am out of predictions. I have nothing to predict for AEW. It's... Okay. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that line. Yes, Jeremy said that they've got stuff to be announced soon, but I I don't know. It's kind of a hard one to predict. Like, we were all super excited last year about Legends, and we pretty much got Owen Hart. Which is huge. No, it's gigantic, but there are names you get excited for, right? Like Rock and Roll Express, like which would be another good one for Power Town to get into their tag team sets. Even Midnight Express. But I'm going back to Power Town now. It's it's hard to call with AEW. I like the call about the ROH figures. That definitely, it, it branches out the Jazzwares brand of figures. Yep. But uh, I don't know, man. And again, I'm not big on AEW. So maybe that's playing into why I don't really have anything to predict for Jazzwares. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They're just kind of a hard call for me right now. I'm kind of on the fence with them. Like, I don't see them getting any legends. Well, they do have an Arn Anderson coming. Right. But I mean, when you're talking like a legend, you're almost thinking like classic superstars. And that's really a direction I thought Jazzwares was going to go in. And honestly, I hope that they do announce legends. I just, at this point in the game, I just don't see it happening. It's 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 hard to predict what Jazzwares is going to do next. Because Mattel is signing a lot of names, or WWE and Mattel are signing a lot of names. And it doesn't seem like Jazzwares is out there trying to get names to bring into the line. But with so many players in the game, like specifically Power Town, that's another property coming in that can go back historically and pull names. And I'm thinking a year ago, Jazzwares is going to do that. Well, it didn't happen. And here we are a year, or here we are a year later. And I don't know that Jazzwares can do that now. Or if they'd be able to do that because now Powertown is in the game and that's going to pull a lot of historical names, names they've already pulled. I don't know. And I don't know how much the Red Rover game is going to continue with guys going to AEW and coming back to the WWE. I don't know if the talent pool in AEW is going to grow or if it's going to shrink. To me, they're kind of a wild card. So with all that said, I don't really have any predictions for them other than I don't think that we're going to see Legends. They've got what they call the Luminaries, right? Right. And I think that's what's going to stop. You know, they may get a name here or there. It's almost like Storm Collectibles or Super 7. They'll get a Legends name here or there and they'll slap Luminaries on the package. But I I don't know, dude. I mean, I want them to succeed. I want them to do great because we all know more competition means the other companies are getting better. We saw it with Mattel. Since all these other companies have jumped into the pool, look how much better Mattel's gotten. Like, they are bringing it, dude. And they are head and shoulders, in my opinion, above everybody right now. And Jazzwares, who I view as the the logical number two, 
in all of this, they need to step up their game. So hopefully they do. I want to see it. I want the AEW figure line to continue and to thrive. But right now, it's just it's hard for me to predict. They've got a lot of stuff on the horizon. Wrestling figure database. You can go through their AEW figure line and you can see all the stuff that's upcoming. But I think I was hinging a lot of my excitement on the AEW line on Legends. And I'm not seeing it. And it's kind of frustrating, to be honest. Because I feel that they could have done... Uh, the Owen Hart figure's fine. But I think they could have done a great job on like a Rock and Roll Express or a Midnight Express or a Magnum TA. But here's Powertown stepping up and grabbing those names possibly. And it's disappointing because I really wanted AEW to get those. Now, if they do the ROH series, that's great. That's breathing new life into the line. That's going to get me excited about it. But to me, they're a wild card. So I really don't have any predictions for AEW. With Warren Buffett's company taking over, I think we'll... I think we'll start to see some improvements. I want to see Jazzwares make that next step. I don't know what that is. Like maybe they need to do a crowdfund project to get people invested in that line. Um, It definitely has its fans and that's great. They're keeping it afloat. There is stuff coming. But to me, it's not enough. Because like I said, Mattel got way better when all these other competitors jumped into the market. Mattel upped their game. They stepped it up and they are killing it right now. I want to see Jazzwares do the same thing. I want to see their response. Their Supreme line is fantastic. It's really, really good. But there needs to be more, right? I need to see more from Jazzwares. To me, they're a wild card. I just don't see them stepping up. And I hope that changes. I want them to do great. But I'm not seeing it. Kind of to follow up with your Jazzwares comment, I've also seen a lot of Jazzwares stuff get marked down. And granted, so have the WWE Elite Legends, to be fair. Those are also marked down. I went to Target the other night, and they were just flooded with Bradshaws and uh, Farouks for $10.99. And we saw the Ultimate Editions marked down to like 13 bucks, the Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Oh, and the Alexa Bliss. Yeah, exactly. So the markdowns are going to happen, but it's when your stock entirely disappears from a place or your stock is like super old figures and that's all that's there, I would say that's cause for concern. So I'm hoping that the line is still healthy, that it's still happy, that Jeremy's got some great announcements coming up. Um, As you mentioned, Jeff, ROH, I think that that would be a great addition to Jazzwares. I would love to see them start doing ROH figures and not just current roster guys that happen to used to wrestle in ROH. Like their ROH look, that'd be great, but I don't want to see it lean on that. I want to see him take from the roster of the ROH guys, like Dalton Castle and the boys, like the Briscoes. Give us those guys, Shane Taylor. Like give us those guys, make figures of them. That's going to get me excited about the Jazzwares line again. I want them to do great and I hope that they do in 2023. So I guess that's my prediction. If they're available to us. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right, I've just got a couple more. Uh, speaking of Owen Hart figures, Owen figures will improve. Good. And they were okay. Owen figures will improve. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. And we will leave it at that. Also, uh, Zombie Sailor is going to give us a big name. You mentioned him earlier. Okay. But I think he gets Muda and Jushin Thunder Liger. Oh, nice. Okay. It's able to do in retro style form. Perfect. Okay, I'd love to see that. So those are the predictions for this year. Nice. Oh, oh, one more. Sorry, I jumped over this. I said two companies will be jumping out of the wrestling figure game this year. Oh. Yeah, we will be losing two companies. Okay. 
I don't want to see that happen, but I foresee that happening as a prediction. There's so right? many that it makes it makes sense that some are going to fall by the wayside. Exactly. I don't know which two, and I'm not going to say which two, but I just have a feeling that we're going to see some people bow out. Okay. All right. It is time for our top 11. We kicked it up to 11. <laughs> Wrestling figures of yeah. this year. It used to be a top 10. We turned it up to 11. Yes. Scott wanted more. So I said, sure, let's turn it up to 11. Jerk. All right. Do you want to go over yours? Do you want to, how do you want to do this? Uh, well, I don't want to spoil the top 10 with a bunch of honorable mentions afterwards. So I'd like to lead off with honorable mentions. Okay, go for it. These are mine. These are the ones. And actually the first one that I'm going to name was in my top 11, but got bumped at like the very last minute. So if we were able to do a top 12, then this guy would definitely be in the top 12. And that is the Elite 99 Boogeyman. Oh. That was in my top 11 and he got bumped at the last minute. The variant or the regular version? <laughs> no, no, no. The regular version. Sorry, I should have specified that. Okay. Uh, next up, Elite 99, Queen Zelina. Okay. Elite 94, British Bulldog. Ultimate Edition, Series 13, Mr. T. AEW Ringside Exclusive, Coffin Drop, Darby Allen. AEW Unmatched Series 5, Brian Danielson. Elite 96, Hulk Hogan. Ultimate Edition, Coliseum Collection, Terry Funk, which that shows you how good the top 11 is if that Terry Funk is not in it. Legend Series 15, Lex Luger. It would be the Chase WCW look. AEW Supreme Collection Series 1, Britt Baker. And AEW Unmatched Series 2, Sting. Those are my honorable mentions. So let's see. That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 figures that would give me 22 total. But oh, wow. those last 11 were honorable mentions. I'm dying laughing at one of your honorable mentions. Why? You'll see. Okay. Well, I'm done with my honorable mentions. Did you have honorable mentions? I did. I just had a few. Uh, the AEW Coffin Drop Darby Allen was on mine. Okay. As well as the Gobbledygooker Custom from the Wolf Chop Shop. Excellent. Okay. I didn't know we could do customs. Had I known this, that one definitely would have made my list as well. Uh, Terry Funk was also on my honorable mention. So, okay. do you want to read off a couple of yours and we'll go, like, you do your top. Oh, we'll bounce back and forth. Let's start at 11 and move up. Okay. Do you want me to go first or you go first? You go first. Number 11 is your very own Scott and Jeff, Jason Wolf, Chops Shop custom figures from Fully Posable. Will you stop? I put us on there and suck it because <laughs> it's my goddamn list. I can do whatever that I want. So what you did essentially yes. is you kept your list as a top 10 and used the 11th spot with filler. No, because we are not filler. <laughs> we are the headlining act. We are not the opening act. Well, actually on the top 11, we're the 11th. So. <laughs> yeah, you would be the curtain jerker on no, this list, dude. No, I am putting, because everything about these figures meant so much to me. From everybody getting together and putting us together in Hasbro form, to Jason Wolf doing the customs, to the heads, to everything. I put us on our, my top 11. Suck it, everybody. Okay, well, had I known we could do customs, they would have also made my top 11 list at number 11. I like what you did there. But you would be the first one through the curtain, not I. Oh. So, Whatever. number 11 for me, 
Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, WWE Superstars figure. Oh, I had... Okay, we'll get into that later in this. My number 10 was the Shotzi Elite Elite 95. Seriously, that's my number 10. Are you serious? Yeah, that's my number 10, Elite 95 Shotzi. Oh, all right, cool. By the way, as we get further into this list, there's going to be one name that pops up numerous times. So Yeah, I'm going to apologize in advance for how yes. many times you hear Ultimate Edition and Hulk Hogan moving forward. Okay. What's uh, <laughs> funny, we had Shotzi at number 10. Shotzi at number 10. Okay. Well, my number nine is the Roman Reigns Ultimate Edition Series 14. Okay. Very nice. My number nine is the Elite Greatest Hits Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, great call on that. I love that figure, dude. I absolutely love that. I mean, you know I love Bam Bam anyway. He and Vader are my two favorite big men of all time. But I love that Bam Bam Bigelow figure. Great call. Great call on that. My number eight, Dino Bravo Zombie Sailor. Oh, wow. Uh, That figure means so much to me. Ring Skirts picked it up for me. As nice. a thank you, as a thank you, the figure is also cool. There's so much sentimental behind that that there was no way it was not going to make my top eleven. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. So Dino Bravo number eight. What you got? Number eight for me is your number nine, Ultimate Edition Series fourteen, Roman Reigns. So good, isn't it? It's amazing. Like I love the head that they put on the figure inside the package, but it's that screaming head that really put this one over the top for me. I look at it almost every day because it's one of the figures that's sitting in the pile, but it's kind of sitting up. Got it. So it's it's within sight. You can see it. Yes. Look at yeah. it every day. That type of thing. It's right. awesome. My number seven is Slim Jim Macho Man, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate How you so much. Dude, this is like the fourth year in a row I've done it, dude. How did you know when I said number seven? Because I get excited about the names and I forget every single time. <laughs> I hate you so much for this. <laughs> I will never forgive you. Well, I'll forget and then next year. I'll never forgive you again. I was watching your face too because you're looking down at your list and you're like nodding your head like you've got a song going through your head and your head banging to it or something. Uh-huh. And I was waiting for it. I was like, okay, he's going to say something about Slim Jim Macho Man. Mm-hmm. All right. He's not saying anything. All right. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just announce it. Anyways. You're so proud of yourself. But I do have a 7A. Oh, okay. Good. It is the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Edition Coliseum Collection in the white shirt. What's not to love about it, right? It's it's perfect. It's LJN inspired. The belt. It, the Hogan look. <sighs> so good, dude. So that is my 7A but my number seven is Slim Jim Macho Man. Hate you so much. My number seven <laughs> is Ultimate Edition Series 12 Alexa Bliss. That figure, dude, come on. Oh, and it's, I know. It's really good. I don't understand how it got marked down or it sat on pegs. I don't know if it was like people afraid to spend money or whatnot. I agree with you. It was so good. And I love the whole two-in-one that you could do two different versions of Alexa with that figure outstanding the likeness is uncanny great job by mattel on that one so that's my number seven ultimate edition series 12 alexa bliss my number six cody rhodes supreme figure oh okay i think the head could have been a little bit better Uh, 
<laughs> that's that's what he said. But nostalgia elite series sixty nine. <laughs> but the extra parts, the weight belt, the lower torso, the packaging itself. I think the Supreme figures are a home run, and I think that Cody Rhodes is also a home run. Um, my number six, Ultimate Edition Fan Takeover Shawn Michaels. Oh, you like that figure, huh? You know, it was kind of under the radar. And then when we had Jeremy Conrad on, mm-hmm. he brought his figure out and he showed it to us. And to cycle back to the beginning of the show where we didn't do toy spotting, in my bit of toy spotting news, I finally bought that figure today on Amazon with some Christmas money. Are you serious? Yeah, I finally got that and uh, bought the PlayStation 4 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection. <laughs> because I'm 12 years old all over again, I guess, buying action figures and video games. Adults. Adults. <laughs> <laughs> My number five is the Shawn Michaels Superstars figure. That's your number five. Dude, one, these superstar figures are one of my favorite lines of all time. Yeah, it's so good. I have to have them all. I love them. But the one that really has stood out the most is the Shawn Michaels. Yeah. The the Honky Tonk Man did, but I think the Honky Tonk Man was last year, received last year. I think you're right. So the Shawn Michaels this year was so good that it just, I knew it was going to make my top 10. I just didn't know where. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. It. I don't have any of those figures, but seeing that HBK multiple times, I just I love it. So it had to make my top eleven. So I feel you on the number five pick, dude. Okay, go ahead for your number five. Mine is one you've previously mentioned: Ultimate Edition Coliseum Collection Hulk Hogan. Can't argue that, dude. It's fantastic. I love that figure. It's just everything about it. This whole LJN love letter, but in current day Mattel technology and form and scale. It's it's perfect. In my book, it's absolutely perfect. Pretty much when you start hitting top five, this is the best of the best. Sticking with Hulk Hogan Ultimate Editions, my number four is Hulk Hogan Ultimate Edition Series 13. The thing that made it even better was that 1985 title. Agree, dude. Agree. That made the figure head and shoulders above any other Ultimate Edition Hulk Hogan. So... I went with Ultimate Edition Series 13 Hulk Hogan. Okay. I I can't even argue that a little bit, dude. That's an outstanding figure. It's not on my top 11, but it's amazing. It really is good. What's your number four? Ultimate Edition Hulk Hogan as Rip from the No Holds Barred, um, what is it? A Coliseum collection, right? That was a Coliseum collection? Uh, That was the San Diego Comic-Con. But was it Coliseum Collection? No, it was just San Diego Comic-Con, right? It was just San Diego Comic-Con. Okay, well, there you go. That's my number four. Ultimate Edition, Hulk Hogan as Rip. Got it. Can't argue that one as well, especially with the way it was packaged with Zeus and everything. Yes. You can't go wrong. And it, Cannot. I don't even think that would necessarily be like a deep dive by Mattel either. It no. was just something that the fans wanted, and they did it, and it was perfect. My number three, AEW, Brody Lee, and Negative One. That's also my number three. Are you serious? That's also my number three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far we've hit two. Yeah. I'm surprised Surprised you didn't put Macho Man Slim Jim at number seven. Hmm. Keep digging that Ma- hole, dude. No, but how good is that Brody Lee and negative one? The Brody Lee is fantastic. Yes. It's, it's perfect. There's so much sentimental to that. The yes. packaging, the packaging is perfect. The Brody Lee is perfect. The fact that they were able to do negative one, his son with him. Yeah. Fantastic. And inside the packaging, I believe that Brody's even got his head kind of angled down looking at negative one. 
It's yep. just everything about it. And yes, you can bring emotion into a ranking, which I definitely did here. But aside from that, the Brody Lee is perfect. Like literally perfect. I know I talked earlier about Jazzwares need to step up. This is definitely stuff that they need to be dip- dipping into more because this set shows what they're capable of. It's outstanding. And Jeff and I agree. Number three. Number two, I have down Doink Ultimate Edition. Also my number two. You have got to be kidding me. I'm not kidding you, dude. Ultimate Edition, Doink the Clown. I'm going to pause right here. We did not talk about this. No, no, no. These are these are lists we keep from each other because we want the surprise factor. And yes. That's hella funny. We might have the same top three if your number no. one is who I think it is. <laughs> You've already said my number one. Oh, I did? Yes. Okay, got it. My number one is Hulk Hogan Elite 96 with the fist helmet. That's your number one? Dude, I knew that figure was going to be in the top three this year. And then as the more I kept looking at it, I now don't get me wrong. Doink has every right to be everybody's number one. But that Hulk Hogan with the fist helmet, the license plate, I love that figure, man. Wow. Okay. You were a, more of a fan of that feud with Bad News Brown than I thought. It wasn't even the feud. It was just the figure that Mattel pumped out. It is very good. I love that figure so much, man. Wow. That's your number one. That's my number one this year. I know you had him as an honorable mention. Well, he, he was in was... my top 11. At one point, he was in my top 11. He and Boogeyman were in the top 11, but they got bumped. Oh, dude. Do you have that Hulk Hogan Elite 96? Not yet. Do you have any extra Amazon cash? <laughs> I have a little bit, yes. Go get it, and then I bet you it goes into your... Well, the list is already done, but... Well, I mean, I saw it at your house, and you had mentioned that it was like one of your favorite Hogans. I love that favorite I just so didn't much. know it was number one of 2022 favorite Hogans. It's my favorite Hogan, dude. Okay, well, doing set number two for both of us. Uh, my number one, I don't know if this is going to be a big surprise to anybody, Ultimate Edition Zeus. You had him at number one, huh? That's my number one, dude. Between the accessories... The packaging, the fact that he was with Hulk Hogan as Rip, it's a, a perfect figure. The likeness of Tim Lister is amazing. I, I can't say enough about it. It's it's a perfect figure. And it's my it was a it was a close race between he and Doink. But that Zeus is just so good. That's my number one. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people their top ten list. I've seen a lot of people put Doink. And I can't, I can't argue with that. I mean, between the mallet, the extra heads, yes, just everything that goes into that joint, it's absolutely amazing. The I cloth goods it. jacket, yeah. No, it's look like I said when you start getting into like the top five, that is the best of the best. And Doink, the Brody Lee and Negative One, they all fell in ours, in our top five. So yeah, I can't believe you didn't have Zeus on yours at all. I didn't. Wow. Okay. I know. I'll probably take some heat for that. No, you know what, though? You shouldn't. Nobody should take heat for any list they put together because it's all subjective. Well, you don't. You didn't ask for my list. <laughs> we don't want your list. We don't like you. I know a lot of people like you, and I don't know why, but we're not <laughs> dealing with you this week. No. You jerks. <laughs> Let me get my list in. No. What about my predictions? I bet you Mattel won't take my million-dollar ideas. Get out of here, jerk. Anyways. Can we call security, please? That is our year-end awards and top 10 list and predictions for next year. So we'll see if our predictions come true. Scott really went out on a limb this year, so I was hitting for singles. You're right. 
Yeah, you were vague. I don't like it. I was, <laughs> don't you do that again next year, you jerk. Yeah, yeah, don't even think about it. That's almost as bad as putting Macho Man Slim Jim at number seven. Every year. A-hole. <laughs> and that rounds out the show. If you guys are in the hunt for any of these lines, LJN, Gloobs, Hasbro's, Just Toys, Bendems, Defining Moments, or Retros, head on over to Wrestling Toy Tracker and see if you can find the carded and loose prices of those series and get the three-month averages so you can make sure you're getting the fair market value. Again, that's all over WrestlingToyTracker.com. All right, let's run over our podcasting buddies. Well, we're not going to run them over. We're just going to go We don't want to run them over. Yeah, we don't want we don't want like a naked gun scene where the cement truck ran over that dude at the end. You know, that right. Type of thing. <laughs> let's start. <laughs> now I'm picturing that scene in my head. All right, let's start with Breaker and Bane. Of course, wrestling talk, toy talk, all the talks, movie talk, comic talk, everything over at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. That's such a fun show. Also, check out the T B Toycast with Breaker and Travis. Also, a fun group to be a part of is the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast on Facebook with everybody posting memes. Hilarious, hilarious site and fun, fun Facebook group. That's all over at Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also, check out their shows. They do a weekly show, sometimes two times a week, where they talk all nostalgia wrestling. So, check it out, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Check out our good friends Seth, Sheena, and Marco over at the Chick Foley Show. We got Justin over at Wrestling Cheers. RJ over at Ringside Rant. We got Marty and Rucker doing Boots of the Face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the Fig Life. And we got Soda and Ethan discussing all things NASCAR within the Marbles pod. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. The show that dropped this past Friday was our annual clip show where Eddie goes through a bunch of shows and pulls some funny clips that Adam and I are unaware of, and he plays them for us, and we get to react all over again. So check that out. It's kind of a year-in review, if you will. Give it a listen. You can find it wherever you find your other podcasts at. Because we're Drunk Wrestling History, we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. How come you guys don't do any year-end awards? Uh, That's a good question. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, we never even really thought about it. Maybe I'll suggest it. Okay. You should have just crazy awards, like the most random awards. Hmm. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now because my brain is mush, but... Hmm. Well, just well we can uh, put it up to discussion and see what happens. All right. And also check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott, roll call. Yeah, going to throw it out to the guy we've been talking about a lot on this show, Jason Wolf. If you are interested in custom Hasbros, I mean, really good custom Hasbros. You got to check out what Jason Wolf is doing at the art of Jason Wolf. Check out his social medias. He's doing great things. As Jeff said, he doesn't just doesn't do that. He'll do custom paint jobs for you on figures. He does artwork of all types. He's our artist. He should be yours too. The great Jason Wolf. That's W-U-L-F. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. All right, Scott, I'm going to have you do one more prediction before we sign off. What big menu item is Taco Bell going to bring back for 2023? Oh, a return. So like what they did with the Enchirito? Yes. Hmm. That went up against the Double Decker Taco. Um, Bacon Chalupa. You think they're going to bring back the Bacon Chalupa? Bacon Chalupa. That's my call. Yep. Going okay. with that. 
And there, there's also rumors about new Mexican pizzas in the works. Yes. So there's like a spicy jalapeno version of the Mexican pizza. So is that going to be like the sauce that's on the quesadillas put on there? And jalapenos. So that one is almost like customizable currently. The one that really grabbed my attention was the triple decker Mexican pizza. Because that one is not as easily customizable to what they have currently on the menu. So assuming that one goes to market, I am really going to be tearing up some Taco Bell next year. <laughs> I'm still waiting on them to do the uh, the Cheez-Its gimmick thing that they had in July that I tried. Because that Cheez-It Tostado is one of the best things I've ever eaten at Taco Bell. But dude, if they do a triple Mexican pizza, oh boy. <laughs> Game on. All my hopes and dreams. That will be that will make your 2023, won't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Diabetes, here I come. And I don't even care. It's worth it with triple Mexican pizza. <laughs> I'm naming this uh, episode Diabetes. <laughs> Destination Diabetes. Diabetes. Di- <laughs> what was that guy? What was that old guy's name? Wilfred Ruf- Brimley? Rufus Brimley or something like that? <laughs> Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> anyways i'm gonna name the show diabetes (laughs) (laughs) nice uh anyways we hope everybody had a safe and happy new year's drive safe be safe don't drink and drive please enjoy it with your family enjoy it with your friends enjoy it at your parties but enjoy it and be safe scott for episode 362 anything else stay safe stay healthy fig life since 2016 and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 362. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Happy New Year. Uh, yeah. Fully Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.